0: Do you think Monsanto should be brought to trial for crimes against humanity? Well, then you're going to want to tune in to today's episode of the Nutrition Heretic Podcast when we continue our conversation with Andre Loy, author of The Myths of Safe Pesticides, and a member of the Monsanto Tribunal, a world court in The Hague which aims to do just that. During this in-depth discussion, you'll learn the significance of the trial, why the personalities behind Monsanto have such a blatant disregard for human life, and why you may want to trade in your PC For a Mac. Meet Gina. Gina wanted to lose weight, so she spent two years fasting, detoxing, and dabbling with vegan diets while practicing a shit ton of yoga to lose 25 pounds. But it took so long that nobody noticed. Then, Gina started Frenching her food by eating fatty cheeses butter, sausages, and red meat, and lost 15 more pounds in only two months. Everybody noticed this time. Frenching your food unlocks the riddle of weight loss that skinny French chicks use to slim down, look young, and live longer despite doing everything wrong. Be like Gina. Start Frenching your food today by visiting nutritionheretic.com forward slash Frenching. Fat is bad for you. I just pop a pill and I'm fine. Meat is murder.
1: It's time for bad food punishment. It's time for real nourishment. It's time for the nutrition heretic.
0: The following program is provided as information only and may not be construed as medical or health advice. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. No action or inaction should be taken solely on the basis of the information provided here. Please consult with a licensed healthcare professional or doctor on any matter relating to your health and well-being. a little bit about uh, because i I don't want to keep you forever um but i do want to talk a little bit about this the uh, monsanto tribunal uh we i know that there was a mock trial in the hague i believe it was last year that found monsanto guilty of i believe it was crimes against humanity for lack of a better description uh what's what are the plans for the tribunal now i just saw this morning they announced judges is yes. that for an actual tribunal? Are they actually going to be brought to court? Will we actually be able to defeat or change the course of this monster?
1: Okay. To explain what these tribunals are, these aren't actually a mock trial. These are uh, citizens' trials. Okay. Uh, they have a long history. They actually, It first started in the U.S. Um, when the Nazis um, in Germany went and did their show trials. And so there were some of the eminent jurists in the U.S. that then basically put together a citizen's trial with, with reputable judges and lawyers and showed that these people were innocent and that the that, that Nazi system of uh, show trials were making a mockery of justice. What has happened now with the, these, the, these citizen's trials is that they now are brought up with where governments either fail to act or where governments are acting corruptly, and we would argue both is happening with, with, with uh, in the case of Monsanto, so we, those of us on the steering committee would put together this this trial or put it together it 's being run as a proper international legal trial in The Hague, which is where the world, world court is yes and the We've got a professor of law, uh, Dr. Olivier de Schutter, who who was the United Nations Special Rapporteur for Food. Now, he is a law professor in Brussels, and his university and legal department are actually putting together this trial so it will be run in in, the best way possible at the highest level of, of law. If you look at the judges we've selected, these are internationally recognized judges or jurists. Okay. You know, this is not a mock trial. This is not a show trial. And there will be proper l- lawyers or attorneys. And if Monsanto refuses to come to that trial, we will still appoint a t- an attorney for Monsanto. Okay. Yes, as, as any trial, if a defendant refuses to go to that trial, they can be tried in absentia.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And in this case, to make sure that we're, we're following proper legal procedure, there will be an attorney appointed by, by the court to defend Monsanto so that this will be a proper trial. But it's where we can bring the evidence out. Now, the only thing with these trials where they're different from...
2: The People's Court? You
1: know, ...national <laughs> trial. We, 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 can't, we can't impose a penalty.
0: Okay, that's All what that's do. what I think a lot of people want to know. Like, what are the repercussions? Yeah. Okay, now they lost. Now what? Uh, well, basically,
1: where the penalty is is the penalty of public opinion because what we do is what we can show is by presenting the evidence and getting that out that, you know, if the trial finds them guilty, we have very strong grounds to publicize that. And that is very important. It, things like things like the International Agency for Research into Cancer when they classified glyphosate, the main ingredient in Monsanto's Roundup, as the second highest level of a carcinogen, which, which is what is called uh, probably carcinogenic to humans. That means that it definitely causes cancer in animals and we only have limited studies of it causing cancer in humans, although those studies are pretty good to show that it does cause cancer. Now that that has caused their sales to drop so dramatically that they've they've had to actually lay off thousands of people mm. and you know that that's the same thing with these trials. The adverse publicity does affect them and and will continue to affect them
0: so would now- would the trial also consider bringing to court uh governments hillary clinton uh to um you know, to, to, as being in bed with the enemy, let's just call them. You know, is there any kind of repercussion, any kind of bad publicity that will shame the U.S. into s- not supporting this anymore? And is that, I mean, We're is that even actually, within the scope? Is that even within the scope of what the tribunal can can accomplish? Well, one of the things that will be uh, one of the
1: areas that that will be put into the to this trial will be, you know, the way that they they have corrupted governments, mm-hmm. but. We won't be specifically putting the U.S. on, the tr- on trial or, or France or you know, England or any other country on trial. Okay. But what we will do is show how they have corrupted the regulatory process. We have very good documentation on that, so that, that, that will come out. We'll also show how they've um, corrupted science and also the attacks that they've done on, on reputable scientists.
0: As well. Right, right. So, yeah, because uh, let me put it this way you're talking to an American here. We want revenge. You know, everybody wants their, they want their 15 minutes of fame. They want their, you know, their cut because, put it this way we have uh, TV ads for, I don't know, over 20 years now running saying, if you've been harmed by mesothelioma because you worked in a facility that had asbestos, then call this law number. You know, people are looking for some kind of of money, basically, back you know for their suffering because their family member who died of breast cancer. Uh, really, you're saying that we're just going to have to hit them in a pocket in the pocketbook, but in a different way.
1: Yeah, look, those trials have already started in the U.S. It's already the, the first class action: a group of people uh, suing Monsanto because of, they've got cancer. Mm-hmm. So. Right. You know, what we're seeing now is just the beginning of the tip of the iceberg.
2: Right. And
1: this tribunal will provide very good evidence, you know, because it'll be legal evidence that then can be used in these future lawsuits.
0: Right, right. So what do you think of some of these, like, TV scientists? We talked about this in the opening. Um, some of these TV science that people, Bill Nye, the science guy, black dude from Cosmos, whose name I always get wrong. <laughs> like, what about these guys? Are they just complete sellouts? Are, are they part of the, the people who are being paid off? Because initially these guys came out and said, you know, we, we should proceed slowly. Good science says, go slow, don't put all your eggs in one basket, and then a couple of weeks later, you know, new car later, whatever, they come out and they say, well, you're an idiot if you don't believe in the mission of Monsanto.
1: Yeah, look, I basically think, have very little respect for most of these TV scientists for, for that reason. The other reason why I have no respect is because when we try to contact them to show them evidence that they're wrong, that they, they refuse to look at it or, or talk about it. So I, I regard them as in the pocket of, of, of the big corporations. And they're just uh, you know, a spokesperson doing a sales pitch for their products, and pretending that they're, that they're presenting good science when they're not.
0: Right. Well, at the end of the day, it's, it's a lot of Monsanto companies that are advertising on that network. During their show. Yeah. So, uh, they, they know which side their bread is buttered on. What are we looking at for the future? First of all, actually, friend and follower Gypsy McLeod wants to know what, is, what are some of the worst and most dangerous in your opinion? Are, are they all just equally dangerous as far as the GMOs, the pesticides? What are, what are like the main ones if we had to just choose, let's say two or three to avoid okay, at all if costs? I,
1: if I had to choose two, the, the first one now would be glyphosate, you know, roundup, because it is pervasive. It's everywhere. Uh, and, you know, most importantly, it's in, now that, now that we've started to test people, it's only recently we've been able to test for it. We're finding that most people have glyphosate in their system. Right. And we know that, you know, for women, for instance, it, it works, it, it causes the, um, increase in development of breast cancer but we know it causes a lot of other diseases it, 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 the, the list of diseases that, that it can cause it's long you know I how to say there's probably 30 or 40 different diseases that we know now can be caused by these good
2: chemicals good
1: grief the, the other one would be atrazine that's atrazine, another herbicide okay. that's, that's the second most used and once again that's found everywhere in the environment and we know that you know it's in, in people as well. And we know, for instance, it's one of the major causes of, uh, it causes ovarian cancer and other, other, um, defects to the, to the ovaries.
0: Right. Now, now, when, when people like Gypsy or myself, we sit down at the table or we go shopping, let's say, it's not going to say contains atrazine, contains glyphosate. What, what products are we most likely to encounter those chemicals on?
1: Virtually everything. Oh, God. Uh, you know, That's so widespread. Wide <laughs> that that uh, it, It's used on nearly all food groups, and it, it, it's very residual. So, you know, for instance, if it's used on pastures, for instance, you know, the milk or the, um, the beef will have it in it. Right. Now, now that we can test for these things, there's virtually no water course. In the USA that doesn't have residues of it. So it's in our drinking water. It's in our air. It's in
2: our food. Are, are there, we is
0: there the- any hope for remediating what's already there? Whether it's in your body or in your soil or on your food. You know, can you, can you bleach the hell out of your food and it's no longer there? Like wh- what can we do to, to, well, is it anaerobic? That's maybe that was actually a question that came up uh, with uh, Chris Trump, who is our expert on Korean natural farming here on the island. He, he he His understanding is glyphosate, for example, is uh, it suffocates everything it comes into contact with. So is, you know. So are are is there a way to oxygenate it out yes. of you
1: or? What we do know it gets back to the food you eat, and you know we have very good studies showing that within a few days of eating organic food, the levels of these chemicals in urine go down to. Actually nothing. Right. You can you can excrete it out and and you know keep your levels as low as possible. And then on top of that, you know, by having a healthy diet, making sure that you get a lot of antioxidants that, that, that will actually react with these chemicals and detoxify them. The the little bit that's left you, you, you know you can detoxify it.
2: Okay. And
1: the good studies are too with organic food we actually know it contains around um, 30% more natural antioxidants. We have good, good studies. Everyone that's come out looking at organic food, even the ones that have been critical, has fa- have found that organic food has much higher antioxidants from 16% up to 70% more, so it averages out at about 30% extra antioxidants.
0: Right, right. So, So is... Do these chemicals need oxygen to survive, or is, is oxygen its enemy, is maybe Look, another way to say that?
1: What actually happens, um, in the environment, they're broken down by microbes, by nice. enzymes. The microbes secrete. In our body, we, our livers pr- produce a range of enzymes, which will actually break, break down these chemicals
2: and neutralize
1: them. and neutralize them. the other one which we do know is fasting or semi-fasting right well we'll, we'll, we'll cleanse your body of these so for instance dr mcculler uh, in, in his latest book has a very good chapter on it showing that even if you if you don't want to fast every day a simple thing is going 12 hours without food right and it, it actually changes your body's metabolism from uh, one that uses basic sugar in, into one that, where you're actually using your fat stores. In right. And doing that, you're actually taking the chemicals out of these fats because many of these chemicals are fat soluble. Yeah. And this is particularly important for women because mm-hmm. what estrogen does is put, puts an extra layer of fat. Exactly. Just below the skin in women. That's why women's skin is so soft, softer than men. But as a result, it means women are carrying an extra body load of these toxins, right? And leading to a whole range of diseases. And also, we know, very importantly, that that fat that fat layer is used for making breast milk. Absolutely. um, You know, for, for the for the food that goes across the placenta to the developing fetus. Absolutely. And you know, if there's toxic chemicals in that fat, it'll it'll be go across the placenta to the, to the developing baby or it'll end up in the breast milk. Yes. So limiting your exposure to these chemicals is, is number one and by having intermittent fasting to get rid of it, the little bit that you have will, will you know, ensure that basically you, you'll largely avoid the problems that, that these chemicals will cause, particularly you know, that they can cause to your children.
0: Okay. So th- this is a, a question that I had, and it was, uh, reiterated by one of, uh, one of our followers, Alain Rabari. A, I don't know if he's French, but his, f- his first name is spelled French, so I'm going to pronounce it French. Uh, <laughs> and he wants to know, um, one, how does Monsanto think that it's worth making money by poisoning the planet? And by the planet, I mean everything on the planet. Don't. Don't judge me, people. Uh, and also, what like what can we do to encourage them to do something good for the planet? In other words, use their powers for good instead of evil. Is there a dialogue going on about this? You know, you you know, you want to show off your fancy scientists and everything they can do. Show us something good. Man. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think
1: that's a really important question. Monsanto. The reason why you know, Monsanto the company that's going before the Tribunal because they've got a long history going back of developing a whole range of toxic products like PCBs, Agent Orange, Aspartan, and you know glyphosate and so on and so on. I think the problem is is their corporate culture. It's just about making money at any cost. It's the case with many of these companies. I think one of the issues that I think is very interesting when you start looking at some of the work that psychologists are doing when they're looking at the heads of many of these corporations, and they actually find that most of them are actually sociopaths and psychopaths. Oh, jeez. Different degrees. That, that's why they, they do so well and they survive so well. That's why, you know, they're not thinking about what they're doing to other people. It's all about them and what they can get. Mm-hmm. And I think... It actually goes back to you know, we've really got to rethink our model of democracy and the fact that we're allowing these corporations to have so much power in our societies. And that's the only way we're going to change it. We have to also look at having systems that are more participatory in, in, in the boards of these companies you know, so that It's not the the most toxic individuals, the psychopaths and sociopaths that can fight their way to the top and become the leaders. It's actually, you know, it's symptomatic of a bigger problem. And we've tried, you know, you you write and you try to talk with people, but you get nowhere with them. You know, you try to say that if they made, change their model, so what they're doing is making, you know, pesticides or, Plant protection products that the organic sector could use would be much better, but they're not interested because from their point of view, it, 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 there's no profits in it.
0: Right. Well, there's, there's, uh, I think in the U.S., uh, this is, and assuming it's very similar in other countries as well, there's that whole patentability, you know, so we have yep. to manipulate nature in order to have that 17 year run on a patent where nobody can oppose us and nobody can yep. get in on the game while we, while we still own this patent. Uh, I'm not sure if you uh, I'm not sure if you answered this as specifically as one of our guests uh, or or audience was uh, asking. Uh, Tom Zellig wants to know when the first cancers were detected by glyphosate. Uh, and then he also wants to know what kind of testing was done to substantiate that marketing point that it's safe enough to drink, which, as you know, the the Monsanto uh uh, I'm just going to call him a stooge, uh, was asked by a French reporter to drink a glass of glyphosate. And he said, yes, I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, and then that, called, that and then called him <laughs> then called him a name and left because that's that adds to your credibility, buddy. <laughs>
1: yeah. it, the first reports of um, glyphosate-causing cancer, the first studies go back to the early 1980s. And at one point, the US EPA had glyphosate listed as on one of their levels of causing cancer but then what happened is that Monsanto put pressure on them to review it and they looked at the studies and they they manipulated the interpretation of the data and just signed off that 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 it was not did not cause cancer I've actually got a copy of that original document from the US EPA and two of the people on, uh, sorry, three of the people who were on that committee refused to either sign it or they wrote, do not concur on it. Mm. So it's pushed through, but you know, so more than 30 years ago that it was classified as, as a carcinogen. Since then, there, are, there are many more studies on it and particularly the studies in humans showing that it causes non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Right. Which is an epidemic, you know. In the 1940s, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma was one of these rare cancers that you know people hardly ever get. Now it's one of the most common cancers. Yeesh. It's One of the most common cancers in children, and we know that glyphosate is one of the uh, causes. And once again, studies like that go back to the 1980s. Wow! So we've had 30 years of knowing of, about it. And fortunately, the International Agency for Research into Cancer now has looked at these studies and classified, given its second highest classification for causing cancer. Right. So, what was the other part of that question? I forgot.
0: Oh, uh, so we were, uh, we wanted to know how far back it went and then what, where did the, this, uh, this, you know, it's safe enough to drink line. When, when did they decide that uh, yeah, it was safe enough okay. to drink? <laughs> Why? It's <safe> like,
1: <laughs> Safe enough to drink was, of course, pushed out by the company and based on some of the tests. What what, what they use with pesticides, uh, one of the ways they test the toxicity, and this is what we call acute toxicity, the amount you need to take that will kill you in two weeks. It's called an LD50, which is lethal dose. LD means lethal dose for 50% of test animals, a kilogram of test animals. And how many milligrams will kill half of them within two weeks? And if you measure pure glyphosate based on this acute toxicity, it's about the same as caffeine, for instance. Okay. So they say, oh, look, you you know, the LD50 is so high that, that, you know, it's safe enough to drink. Saying that, what people buy, they don't buy glyphosate, they buy these formulations. And along with the glyphosate, when you say buy Roundup, you get all these other solvents, synergists, other things that make it more toxic. And all the studies will actually show that Roundup is far more toxic than glyphosate. And one of the, you
2: know,
1: Roundup, for instance, is one of the few chemicals where we have an LD50, lethal dose 50% for humans. Normally you don't test it on humans.
2: Right, exactly.
1: Well, in the way they are, aren't they? (laughs) has been enough suicides of people drinking Roundup
2: e. that
1: they've, they've looked at it and, and, and determined how much Roundup is needed to kill people. Oh God! And that's about half a cup. Uh. So you know, but they still put out this mythology. It's safe enough that you can drink it, but it is not safe and it does kill people.
0: Oh man. I mean, I, you, you just brought up, you know, people killing themselves. And I, I think about the, uh, what is it? Nearly 300,000, uh, uh, Indian farmers who have committed suicide. I, I'm an, a member of several uh, organic farming groups, uh, based in India. And, you know, these guys are saying every day they're reading about their neighbors, uh, committing suicide. Uh, yeah. it is, it is horrific. And there's, and, and there's people, on the ground, some Indian, some not, uh, saying that it's, this, this is all a lie. It's all made up. All these people did not commit suicide.
1: I have been, to, you know, i got to India regularly. And one of, one of the people who talks about, you know, the amount of suicides is Dr. Vandana Shiva. Yes. I've been with her and visited these villages and visited the women who've lost their husbands and their sons. Who've mm-hmm. committed suicide? This is an epidemic that's just destroying whole communities. When when their crops fail, and this is, this is the particularly over the BT cotton, the yes. genetically modified um, cotton introduced into India, it's failing so much that farmers, because they borrowed the money to get it, that lose their farm, their yes. family, they are so depressed they commit suicide. <sighs> and like you say, it's hundreds of thousands. On the other hand, there's not been one organic farmer in India who's committed suicide. And once again, you know, I've been to these areas where they grow the B T cotton and there are organic farmers there growing cotton and, and their crops are just so much better, they're so much bigger, so yeah. much resilient. And there's now even a, a very good scientific study showing that where these farmers grow the indigenous cotton Indian varieties. They get higher yields, more, more um, drought tolerance compared to the BT cotton.
0: Right, and and of course, we're not starving out the microbes in the soil when we do that, which is what it, precisely what a lot of these chemicals do is they starve the microbes, uh, the microbiome of, of the soil. So, yep. wh- you know, when you bring up cotton, sorry, I, I don't want to hold you up all day, but you just bring put so many interesting things on the table. What are some of the other places where people don't realize they're supporting Monsanto? Because a lot of us, we understand to some extent, yes, the Hawaiian papaya, we cannot eat. Uh, we can't have uh, regular wheat while we might be able to have organic. Uh, we uh, can't have, uh, was it, uh, cottonseed oil, um, c- canola. Uh, you know just all of these soybeans we're, we're aware of a lot of those things at the dinner plate but what are other things ethanol and gasoline for example
1: exactly you know um, ethanol uses gmo corn for instance. and you know for me what is wrong about this i talk about feeding the world but when you grow food to feed tractors and cars you're not feeding the world Right, you know that those acreages should be used for producing food, not for producing uh, biofuels. Every time someone buys, um, you know, anything that's got high fructose corn syrup in it, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, supporting Monsanto, and, and we know also, you know, how how dangerous high fructose corn syrup is because what happens with fructose instead of like other sugars, where it gets converted into glucose and we use it for energy. When you eat fructose, the liver converts it directly into body fat. Yeah. And, you know, it's high fructose corn syrup in in, in our foods is one of the reasons for the obesity epidemic that we have Mm -hmm. around the world. And and of course, you know, the obesity epidemic is also one of the reasons for the type 2 diabetes epidemic. Yes. So just avoiding high fructose corn syrup. One because it comes from GMOs, but two because it it is essentially a toxic product that force, you know, basically makes people put on weight. Doesn't matter how much they eat, it'll it'll go straight to fat. That it should be avoided at all costs. Anything with it.
0: Right, right. Yeah, it's it's it gets uh, it gets mind boggling, and I think that's why so many people feel like, oh my god, I just I'm just going to give up because no matter what, I'm screwed. You know, is the month, is the part of the aim of iPhone and the tribunal to give us some hope to start those, you know, the process towards, uh, putting Monsanto out of business. Or is it not necessarily putting them out of business? But, you know, like I said before, is it, you know, are we trying to at least get them to change their business model so that they're, you know, that nobody's going to argue with them? Yeah. You know, it's, it's just. If somebody tells me that I'm doing something that is harming someone in my business, I think I'm going to change so that fewer people are harmed. But they don't take that stance because, like you said, they're psychotic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, look, that's what we hope will be the outcome. You know, I think it's very important that these companies are made you know take to account, made to account for themselves. They're really literally getting away with murder, Mm -hmm. mass murder, and you know, what they're doing to people. So, one, we need to get the, the information out. We, we have to show you know, what, what these multiple problems are that they cause, and we hope that what it does, it affects them so much that in order to survive, they do change their business model. Right. That, that is what would be preferable. Preferable. And cause other companies also to change the business models. For instance, to give you an example of, you know, what other companies think about Monsanto, Syngenta, Monsanto tried to take over Syngenta. Right. And Syngenta took a lower offer for a takeover oh. from China, China's major chemical oh, that's company. That's right, yeah. Then the Monsanto offer, because as far as they're concerned, being... Connected with Monsanto would damage its image, Right. and you know it's like essentially it's, it's a toxic brand out there in the marketplace. And you know already what we need to do is get get that brand more. You know, actually, how so can say you need to get the name Monsanto linked to what it's doing in people's minds, so right. that it, so that. They will change. But I think what, what they're really going to do, because they know that their name is toxic, is they're merging with, uh, with Bayer Chemicals in Europe. And right. I think what they're, what they're going to do is keep, keep business as usual, but just change their name.
0: But we will go after the new name. Right, right. Well, you know, and by games. the way, here in the US, we call them Bear. <laughs> Bear aspirin. And, you know, every kid took that nasty orange aspirin when they were little back in my, (laughs) in my day. Uh, but yeah, we're, they, they are for all intents and purposes considered, uh, an actual life saving organization by some people. Uh, so yeah, that will be interesting to see, see how that, uh, plays out. So I have to ask two more questions and then I, I promise I'll let you go. Uh, first of all, who owns Monsanto? Is it like one guy or is it like round table type situation? Who owns this company and why don't we hear more about this individual? Well, or people.
1: There, there, there are a lot of shareholders and probably the, the, the shareholder that has the biggest public profile is Bill Gates. From Microsoft.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: I hate that guy. <laughs> he, he, he owns hundreds of millions of dollars of, of Monsanto shares. And one of the reasons why the Gates Foundation is pushing GMOs and Monsanto's agriculture into Africa and other places. Because you know, while, while it looks like you know, the, Ga- the Gates Foundation is you know, Bill's philanthropy. In effect, it's become the mouthpiece for Monsanto. So the money the Gates Foundation spends, he gets back for, for, as profits from Monsanto.
0: Yeah, and the and uh, the pharmaceutical companies, because they're huge on yep. on getting those vaccines out to Africa. Why is Africa always being picked on? Like, <laughs> why, why exactly. does everybody think that Africa needs all of this crap? <laughs>
2: it's... <laughs> Look, and this is a
1: classic example of neo-colonialism, where you, where you know you're actually imposing our type of agriculture, you know, Western agriculture, telling the Africans they have to use GMOs, they have to use um, pesticides and synthetic chemicals, and you know, to feed themselves when they don't. And you know, when when it's got to be the other way around, I, I keep on saying instead of us going there and telling them what to do, what what needs to be done is empowering them. To, To make their own decisions. For sure. On how they do it. But, you know, the the Gates Foundation and what's basically the the new green revolution for Africa is a very good example of neocolonialism from from the West.
0: Right. So, so this, you know, talking about places that uh, we are unwittingly spending our dollars, you know, that are going to Monsanto buying a PC. Probably right up there, huh? Like you know, we're kind of supporting the same guy who's taking that money and putting it into Monsanto now.
1: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm one of these people <laughs> because I, I really don't like what Gates is doing in agriculture. Like, what what he's pushing is, is morally wrong and reprehensible. I, I I make sure I've got a Mac now.
2: Don't <laughs> exactly. avoid anything Microsoft.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, let's just hope they don't go down that road. Yeah. Oh, so this is this is possibly uh, the, the most important question. Uh, it's asked by a woman by the name of Danielle Pacific. I'm not sure if that's her actual name or if she's just using that because she lives here in Hawaii. Uh, why are the members of Monsanto such assholes? <laughs> I think that gets to the heart of everybody's questions here today. Yeah.
1: And it gets back to the fact in these sort of you know, toxic situations, not, not just the products they're making, but the actual corporate culture yes. are toxic. The people who can work their way up through it and get to the top have to be sociopaths or psychopaths. Right. A normal person who wants to emphasize, em- emphasize with other people and cares about other people couldn't and wouldn't do this. You know, the people who th- only people who thrive in these situations... Are people who are just concerned about themselves? It's all about right. them winning, and they don't care what happens to to other people in any way. They don't care if they die from the product. They don't care if they destroy their colleague's career as long as they get to the top. And that that's that's the whole problem. There you you've got a toxic culture that rewards psychopaths and sociopaths
0: right right and I mean it's it's uh it's another Hitler all over again isn't it, uh, exactly. it, it it's just this this uh what do they call them? Me- megalomaniac <laughs>
1: just- Yeah, exactly. megalomaniacs. you know that, that that exactly but if you look you know, if you look at the criteria for, for sociopaths and psychopaths you'll find that many of these executives in these top companies fortune 500 companies fit this model very well
0: right right uh, i i always say that if the founding fathers of this country had known that food would one day be in jeopardy they would have put it into the constitution that this this kind of stuff could not happen but who in the hell would have thought that uh it, it the commoditization of food would have turned into uh, a worldwide disaster that could destroy us all. Not, not to be upbeat, folks, but <laughs> it's true. You know, this is what we're, this is what we're looking at. So um, how, tell us how can people, this is our, I'm sorry, this is my third question. How can people get involved?
1: I think this is the most important. And the easiest way is your choices when you buy, voting with your feet. end of the day, companies are going to change their habits when they start losing sales. Right, And so you need to boycott these toxic foods, these GMO foods, and only buy organic.
0: Right. And, and, and maybe for those of us who have a few extra dollars to spare, even if it's just $3 you know, once a year, uh, the Monsanto org. that's Monsanto-Tribunal.org, and iFoam, which is your uh, organization, I-F-O-A-M dot B-I-O.
1: I'd be very grateful for that, particularly at the moment for the Monsanto Tribunal. If, if you Google it, you'll see we, we are doing crowdfunding. We're paying for this through, through crowdfunding. And that's very important too, because what, what we have here is the People's Court. Yes. And by the people paying for it through crowdfunding, gives it enormous credibility. And like you say, if it's just $3, that all helps. We, You know, we get... 10,000 people with $3 each. Yes. That, we, we, we can do a lot with that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for enlightening us, uh, uh, Andre Loy, uh, on this subject. Your book, as you know, everybody else should know, is The Myths of Safe Pesticides. And, folks, I want to tell you that do not think that you know it all, because if you know just a little bit, you're going to learn just – thousand percent more uh, by reading this book it is a huge eye-opener and especially if you want to uh really take your uh your pro monsanto friends to task on their choices uh have the data this book is the perfect place to start thank you so much for your time
1: and thank you too i really appreciate it enjoyed talking with you
0: the Nutrition Heretic Podcast is a production of Savor the Journey, LLC. Our audio editor is Nikola Popovich. Our podcast manager is Crystal McLean, and our operations manager is Linda Hansen. I'm your host, Adrian Hugh, the Nutrition Heretic. You can find us at nutritionheretic.com, where you can download the Nutrition Heretic's free shit list of seven health foods to avoid like the plague. You can also listen to previous episodes at nutritionheretic.com podcast. Be sure to like us on social media for updates. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash nutritionheretic and on Twitter at NutriHeretic. Contact us with show ideas, questions, or if you just want to be a guest. And don't forget to rate our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks.